0: Hey everyone, it's Rashonda again. Oh, I'm gonna have a great conversation with Monica Adams from Fox 2 News. She has so many different um, past things that she's done in in her work line that goes from radio to sports to TV and media. And she's also really big into wellness. So I can't wait to get in a conversation with her. But before I do that, I want to make sure I um, let everyone know who my partners are who are part of making this podcast available. Um, One uh, company, Janie's Mill, What's unique about them is um, I went on their website, and I'm actually trying some of their foods. They just come with a multitude of different um, grains, anywhere from grains that can help you to um, make cornbread, to biscuits, to even pizza crust. But the uniqueness about them is that everything is organic and everything is local. And the way that they process their um, grains is kind of the stone ground process where it's a, it's a low temperature grounding, so it keeps all the nutrients in and still keeps the flavor. Um, so, <clears throat> One thing um, that also that they stands out with their products is that they're really big on making sure that they keep all the, the nutrients that our body needs. So when it comes to the fiber and the protein and the B vitamins, they're not cutting anything short. So they call themselves the grain changers. So if you wanna know more about Janie's meal, Check them out on Instagram. They always have these great, beautiful pictures of all of these baked goods um, and actually um, give you the health benefits of it too. So it's more, it's also informative as well as uh, aesthetically pleasing. Um, go to Janie's meal on Instagram or check them out on janie'smill.com and you can take a look at all the different products. Um, one of the other companies um, <laughs> speaking of uh, Instagram uh, I was scrolling through Instagram um, and one of the companies that um, I represent um, that I work with um, had this sign that said custom foodscaping kills lawn since 2017 and it kind of a weird way to look at it but I actually started laughing because it helped me to understand like what they what they meant by that they were saying that because they create beautiful food producing landscapes using uh, foods that we can eat. So it's not really killing the, the uh, landscape, killing lawns, but it's actually just bringing more produce and products to our homes. Um, what they want is for people to connect with their homegrown foods um, and recognize the health benefits that comes from it. And not necessarily even just uh, connect, but connect in a more spiritual way and physical way. When you actually put work into the things that you pr- the, the foods that you make, there is a connection you have with that. And to have it right outside of your doors, you can't beat that. Um, one of their major products that projects that they've been doing in St. Louis, because they're really big on working with communities, um, they actually team up with VCR um, Restaurant in the Cortex. And one of the St. Louis schools, um, they built an orchard. Um, so they're really big on just making sure that everyone can appreciate and learn how to um, create a landscape using food. So shout out to Custom Foodscaping. Uh, if you want to take a look at any of their new products, I'm sorry, not products, but projects, um, look at them, um, on Instagram as well, and you'll see all the different things that they're doing within the community. Um, but you want to get more information about who they are and their why reason, which is to me is even more important. Go to customfoodscaping.com. You know what, when I first got this podcast started, um, I already knew who I wanted to come here on a podcast show. I had my line of the people that I respect and I know their story. Um, I will tell you, I met this guy, his name is Ken Mao. And we met at a gym about three years ago and one gym owner introduced him to me. And when I learned about what he did and when he learned about what I've done, we just kinda, we just felt the bond. Um, I will. I want to give a quick in, um, introduction to Ken Mile. He is similar to me. We both moved here from different states uh, to St. Louis with two different things in mind, and it was not food, nutrition, anything in regards to health, but we fell into the same mold. Um, Ken Mile. He is the owner of Eat Full, and he is a how would I say it? I want to give him opportunity to talk about it, but all I know when I think about Ken's food, is that it's not processed, that it's balanced, that everything is healthy um, and it's made to order for those who believe in having a balanced and health, healthy life. Um, he is here in St. Louis. Um, originally, he came here for WashU to get his MBA, um, but found himself loving, um, actually found himself preparing meals for his college friends, and they found a way that they were really liking it. And he said, "Hmm." That must be something that can go with this. So he actually used his degree in, in business to form his company called Full. And with Full, he, I'll, you know what, let me just stop talking and give him the microphone because I'm sure he does a way better job than I do. But before I give the mic over to you, Ken, I wanna let you know that I'm really um, thankful that you're here. Um, I know that we can talk from two hours at the very least. We have to kind of knock it down to 30, but in this um, podcast, I wanna bring you to the platform to talk about your company, and not just how you do what you do, but more so why you do what you do. So, Ken, thank you for coming this morning.
1: Oh, thank you, Roshonda, for having me. Yeah. Um, it's kind of exciting to be, uh, <laughs> it's my first podcast. So, uh, listeners, if I am terrible, I apologize <laughs> to you and to Roshonda ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, where to start? Full. Um,
0: what does that mean? Actually, you know, what does the name come from? Because people are like, full. You know, what does what full mean? So, like, what would you, what's the best elevator speech you would say as to what full represents?
1: So, when we were, <laughs> when I was working with my brand designer and we were trying to come up with a name, you know, uh, for me, simplicity in conveying a philosophy that I personally had with what I wanted to do with the company and not necessarily just with food was important. And so obviously full is pretty much as simple as you can get three Mm -hmm. letters with a period at the end of it. Um, And what it really is, it's it's a suffix in the English language and it means to complete, um, to provide for, and you could even stretch it out to mean to nourish. So, you know, having a food company, um, it makes perfect sense. the other benefit of having it is the ability to you know from a business sense and from a branding sense to use it um um to generate powerful messaging right so already right there i used it powerful um and so a lot nice. of our taglines or a lot of what we talk about in terms of being mindful about being powerful about being flavorful uh thanksgiving being thankful or just in general being mm-hmm. thankful being grateful um i think it blended itself well to the messaging that we wanted to get across for what we wanted to do not just with food but also in helping people create a sustainable healthy lifestyle in general
0: And you know what when you said that it represents more than just like you can attach anything to in regards to something that's beneficial to your body and when I like watch your your Instagram feeds and I watch your marketing like it's not really like food on there all the time. Like, yes, people know that, you know, that your food, that your food is awesome, but they see that there's something more to what you guys are doing besides here is food that we can have delivered to you or they can come pick up. And so I really see it in the style of your marketing. So it makes sense.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, we are very intentional about that. Um, You know, personally for me, I think, since we have a platform to reach people Um, having pictures of food is important because people will eat with their eyes first. And so (laughs) we do have those, you know, in the, you know, in the loop of stuff that we put up, but you know, again, as a platform and just like with what you do, I think it's important to give people to add value to the conversation, right? So to, instead of just looking at the pictures of food, even if it's just food, like at least in the caption, there's something for you to take away from. So messaging to us is very important um, especially since food is, still to this day like a very sensitive subject to people it's very personal in terms of what people will eat what people won't eat and then in terms of like dissemination of information there's so much stuff out there so you know part of our branding and part of messaging is to also just keep it simple you know keep yes. it and keep it colorful as you have probably seen
0: and you know what as i, as I think about it, it seems like the food is the platform for the messaging mm-hmm. do you get I mean, do you mean i mean yes it's a revenue source it's it's, it's quality in it but i feel like you build a community of people that are that, that are your customers because they have a reason as to why they're purchasing your food, not because their friend told them about it, because they want to be on a diet. Like, they really get what your food represents. And I think that really what comes out when you can't talk about the messaging piece. Like, that's what I see.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, uh, one of our, as cheesy as it might sound, you know. And I struggled a long time with trying to, because people would ask me all the time, like, what do you do? Like, what is your company? And, I tend to be very verbose. So it's like very hard for me to like (laughs) distill what I do into like simple messaging. Um, but you know, we're a meal prep company, food is what we do, but helping people understand what it means to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle is who we are, you know? So, um, again, like that whole platform is like, yes, we use food as that vehicle, you know? And because, you know, it's the easiest way kind of in this day and age besides fitness to kind of convey that health methodology, but, um, versus like fitness and other things, maybe supplements, things like that, you know, food is something that you can directly intake. You have an instant emotional or non-emotional connection to it. And you can feel quote unquote, whether you're healthy or not. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, like we all love eating cookies, right? we do we do we feel great for a second and then maybe like two seconds later we're like uh that's a sugar high all right not feel so great and so like the idea behind our food is like i want you to eat it with intention knowing what's in it knowing what our messaging is and what our messaging is uh it's going to taste great because we put a lot of thought behind that but Mm -hmm. also when you eat it you also like oh well actually i feel good eating this yeah you know and you so.
0: know one thing you just said i say this to people a lot <clears throat> i say food is just what we put in our mouth depending on the price it's convenience. um it's a, it's a appealing like you say to the eye but when it comes to nutrition it's intentional like you it's a different connection you have when you are intending to look for foods that's good for your body versus just what tastes good on the tongue so the fact that you your 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 clients and the in the messaging messaging that you're that you're giving out is that you want people to you know, connect with what they're eating is just not something that they 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 live beside, the but also but be a part of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Now when now, as I we said as I said earlier, when we first had our first cup of coffee, oh, way back in the day, you kind of tell me the backstory of how you know you just started making meals for yourself first, and uh-huh. then like you were like just started making it for your like classmates, and they were like, hey, can can you keep making it? Like, I know like. Anytime we start a business and we have a mission behind it, it has to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So like outside of just being a meal prep, what makes what what has cultivated into the meal prep of healthy eating? Like where does that come from?
1: Oh, well, How much time do you have? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um <I> so <laughs> it is it's funny because I've I've recently thought more and more about this um through just figuring out what the long-term growth of full is going to be. Also, part of it is like rebranding the website or like redesigning the website and trying to get the messaging more concise. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized is this business that I've started is the perfect culmination of my entire personal and professional career. So everything I've ever done, and, you know, it's, it's like not a trite thing to say that. Like everything I think I've ever done has led me to this point. Um, so, like, long story short, um, you know, I was spoiled as a kid in terms of eating. My mom was a great cook, you know. So, like, I ate well all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, moved to college first year, I lost 15 pounds because, like, I hated dorm food. And then throughout college, you know, You fell beer, into... <laughs> burgers, pizza, all that time, without Dream. even realizing it. And you know, it's funny. Is like that was like when I was at my happiest. No food anxiety didn't have a care in the world didn't really understand what health was other than like oh, i'll go to the gym every once in a while and i'll kind of eat what i want um i gained like 55 pounds so i graduated college at 195 pounds but didn't realize it really? and then cut away to literally two months after graduating i moved to hong kong uh hong kong is very hot you sweat a lot because you have to walk a lot, and I was like, "Yo, I can't do this. Like, I'm too big. <laughs> it's too hot to be carrying this much weight." Um, How did and, you
0: feel when you were, when you? I mean, what? Well, I know that there's a, It's always an aha moment, but even mm-hmm. in the process of the weight gain, did, was there was there any connection there? There still wasn't a connection.
1: There was like no connection at all. Like, I'm not gonna throw a friend under the bus, but he might have one day seen me sitting on the couch, been like, "Ken, you might want to consider like running a mile a day," <laughs> really? and like over my head didn't even think about it but like obviously moving to a big city um like hong kong um where it's you know it's basically like new york city um going out looking good it's like all those things are connected yeah. right and mm-hmm. pro- professional career as well like wanting to be able to fit into suits and things like that um and then also just being on my own for the first time and having to learn how to cook or go out and eat all the time those that health part and like the food part started creeping more into my mind and it really started with the fitness journey first I okay. think that's generally I, I would say that like that's that happens to most people like they feel they need to reach for the fitness bag first. first right I gotta go get a personal trainer I need to work out and to go to the gym I need to go you know f- crush myself so that I can eat feel. or like and then not eat as well so like my story is not special in that sense like I yeah. went and like I had a personal trainer I uh, ended up participating in a white collar boxing event which restricted me from any kind of drinking. I kind of got my eating habits under control because I was like I'm representing my company in a fight and like one I need to lose some weight so I don't have to fight the big guys (laughs) and two like it's just a byproduct of working out all the time I ended up losing like 35 pounds.
0: So you had kind of like an incentive at that point.
1: And an incentive. But again, it was all like fitness related. Um, All throughout the way, you know, like living in a big city, you have access to like good food and like, but like being my palate the way that it was, I was like, this is either good, I like it or it's bad. But like I had no like meaning attached to it or Mm -hmm. like real understanding of like cuisine. Like like I do now, like it's like night and day. It's It's like not even close right now how amazing Mm -hmm. the difference was. Um, And then so, you know, fast forward, a um, couple years, um, I got into a point where I was obsessed about fitness and obsessed with image. And as a result, uh, I love I still love to eat and I would binge. But most of the time I would eat a super restricted diet. OK, so, you know. A lot of what I do now from a philosophical and nutritional standpoint, which we kind of fall in line with a lot, um, I always tell people, I've done every diet under the sun. I might not have known that that's what it was called at the time, mm-hmm. but I have self-experimented every single possible way so I could perceive to look good and feel good. And so, so I've literally done everything.
0: So still, it was still more so about the outside.
1: Still more about the outside. It was, you know, and, you know, I always tell people like, that's okay. You know, like we all want to look sexy in the mirror. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? But if that's the only reason, it's not sustainable, it sure right? It's short-lived, it sure right? Um, but at that time, like, you know, the personality that I have, type A, like I was like, okay, it's not short-lived. Sure I'm going for it. <laughs> like a six-pack. Here we go. Let's go. And it just, I stuck to it for so long. I like didn't eat carbs or I might have like an apple or two a day. And then I would work out twice a day. And, wow. like, I would sacrifice time with friends or say no to dinner just because I was like, well, I've been working so hard at the gym. Like, no, I don't want to undo anything, you know?
0: I mean, so did it, That you know, that mindset, did it feel like it, you were walking on, on ice sometimes to so where you, like, you couldn't really just release and enjoy life because you were, you were so headstrong on meeting a goal. But at the same time, it kept you, it felt like it kept you, like, within these boundaries or where you had to, I mean, it guess to me there wasn't. As much of that incorporation of life in regards to just what makes you happy did you did you find it throughout that time or was this like a retrospect type of thing
1: you know honestly speaking i think it's <clears throat> retrospect um i think that's a big issue for a lot of people is they don't know they're in that mm. state of mind which is the difficult part yeah and i think that's why it's important for people like you and i to like bring that message across to people and i see you do it all the time which is you know why we're friends mm-hmm. um that like hey you it's not cheesy for us to say it because we know the depth of what it could mean to somebody to even just like share something with us. Like, Hey, you are in the same exact spot. It's okay. But you need to realize that that's where you are and we need to find kind of a way out of it. So luckily, you know, I found a way out of it because, uh, I put myself through a lot of all of that stuff, you know, self testing and all that. So like now fast forward a little bit more, I ended up getting a job, on a private yacht touring the world as a home tutor to two kids and I was like
0: oh my goodness
1: one i need to keep up with my fitness how am i going to do that so that's how i found crossfit okay. um, because i could literally drop into any crossfit gym in the world while i was traveling and work out nice. and they posted their workouts uh, crossfit.com posted their workouts online so i had a kettlebell and a bunch of things on the boat so i could just kind of like follow it as as needed and then i was like i need I need something that ties my whole travel experience together. You know, uh, I'll start a food blog, huh. and so. In and what
0: year was this again?
1: This is like 2012. Okay. Something like that. Okay. 2011, 2012. Um, about
0: seven years ago. Okay.
1: And the more I thought about it, I was like, it makes perfect sense because food ties culture. Food is like your inroad into somebody's culture, mm-hmm. like. You can talk about other stuff like historical sites, politics, music, whatever. Like food is the way to people's hearts within a community. And like, I utilize that as much as possible anywhere that I set foot on the ground, you know, like I would ask locals, what's your favorite restaurant? I don't know what I want. I don't want to know what the best restaurant is. I want to know what your favorite restaurant is. And then I would literally go there and spend my entire paycheck. It's like, let's spend $200 for lunch. Just give me everything on the menu. Hmm. And then like in that, cause a lot of these restaurants are family owned. I would be able to talk in whatever limited language barrier that we had. And luckily, thank you, high school teachers. uh, I speak Spanish (laughs) very well. (laughs) uh, And I could understand Italian a little bit and I can converse in Spanish. And then the other places like English, we could get by. But like, again, with food, it's just like you either smile if you like it you don't like it you know you can like point at things that Mm -hmm. perhaps you didn't like and so that was a great way to kind of like keep track of my journey so that was kind of where like the food thing began where like i Hmm. started to become interested and appreciate like cuisine or like appreciate food and like what it could mean um and then once that was over i was like i need to do something i need to reconnect with the world so that's how i ended up in st louis um to to get my mba and then Um, so long story short, that's when the company began. So like you mentioned, um, I was getting my MBA, I was still bringing meals to school. So I started to learn to cook for myself because I was like, I love eating, but I don't want to eat chicken and broccoli every day because that's right? boring. this is anything <laughs> wrong with it. If you like doing that, cool. But like, I like having flavor in my food. Having traveled the world, I need some spice in my life. I got gotcha. you. So like, I was you. like, I need to learn how to cook. I bought a bunch of cookbooks, you know, and I have some free time in the evening. And I enjoy cooking, you know. So I would make meals for myself, bring it to school, you know. Just so happened the day that the company essentially started, I brought two meals to school because I knew I was going to stay for a later meeting. Uh-huh. And a classmate of mine was like, Ken, I can't eat this food anymore. Can I have one of your boxes? I was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I live six minutes away. Like, if I need to go, that's what I love about St. Louis. Like, I just go home and get another thing, right? I gave it to him. No joke. Came back five minutes later. It was like, here's $100. Just make lunch for me for the rest of the week. And I was like, but I was like, uh, I don't know what I'm making. Like, this is literally dinner from last night. He's like, it's okay. I don't mind. And then from there, it was like one person, two people, three people. None of them cared what I made for them as long as they knew that I was making it because they could see the lifestyle that I mm-hmm. was living. So I was known as like the crazy, like fit, healthy, but foodie guy. Okay. You know, so like, it was like, I was like the perfect spokesperson for this type of company <laughs> because people could see they it and you. relate to it. And they saw that I was living it, not just saying it. And they, you know? and
0: they, you know, the fact they didn't even question, like what you put in your food is so like, they, they knew you obviously being in the same class, but they trusted you. And when someone knows you and then they trust you, and then it's more, they allow you to take the reins on it. Cause they know like your integrity is there. Like if you're gonna eat this food, okay. Obviously I want to do something with you, doing no, because you're not gonna hurt yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do think like you become without knowing the represent, representation of what you stand for, even if, even if it's your company, like mm-hmm. people are following full, but they also follow the person behind full. You know, so that's something to to always remember or ponder. I do that myself. Yeah.
1: And, and obviously, when that happened, that also put a lot of pressure on me because I was like, well, I better learn how to cook. Like, really like, cook. Like, really cook now. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I got to understand these ingredients. Like, you know, like, I think my food was okay. You know, I go back and look in time at, like, the stuff that I was plating. And really it wasn't – It wasn't terrible. Like, I tried, you know, um, but it's not – you know, it's funny. It's like a – it's just – It's a big learning curve, but like when you and I'm always learning, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like um, where the menu is now, where culinarily it is now. I don't know if we're ever going to push beyond that in that sense, Mm -hmm. but like because people like what they like and like we are what we are in terms of what we serve. But like I'm always personally learning and trying to like incorporate small things here and there um with the meals well
0: you know what your meals <clears throat> now being a dietitian like i recognize i see what's going on behind the scenes and i know like like your macronutrient layout is pretty much duplicated through each meal mm-hmm. and the beauty of it it allows your customers to not have to worry about counting calories and have to worry about if extra things are in there and they can have faith in knowing that they're also a bit crisp creativity because you have at least what how many meals a week that are different?
1: Uh, five different meals a week, and it rotates every week for a month, and we introduce seasonal things. So I would say we have about 25 different meal options that we cycle through.
0: With the same macronutrient layout. Yeah. And to me, that builds trust in their, the customers because, again, they're not having to worry about that. And so to me, when I realized that, it's like, okay, he he is on the right path. It's something that's unique. I haven't heard of that before. And like, I it's like, okay, I get it, I'm, I'm bought. Now let's just find a way that we can get everybody else to see that. So like talk a little bit like how you decided to I and mean, what your macronutrient layout is and why you chose that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and like cuz to me that's that's not one only the thing that helps you to, that stands out, but that's one of the things that I saw that stood mm-hmm. out because again, it's being intentional. You are totally intentional in that.
1: Yeah, uh I mean a couple ways to talk about that. One in terms of the intentionality um I know for myself, having been through like the health, nutrition, fitness phase and I'm still in it, like I used to use my fitness pal Mm -hmm. and like I was pretty dedicated, but it's a chore. It's hard. Like you know and like it's an extra piece and if you have to input it every time it's like you know, you, it creates this like cycle of like anxiety of like, okay, I got to not only measure my food, I got to like now put it into this. And so I wanted to create something that was actually truly convenient and free people from that kind of like choice anxiety. Um, and so I was like, well, what's the easiest way to do that? Well the easiest way to do that is to just make sure that you're getting the same amount of food every single time. How hard can that be? Now it's hard because there's a reason why other companies don't do it. Um, and I'm going to talk about that. Um, but, um, Yeah, like you said, that's what makes us stand out because every single meal, if you know exactly how much it is every single time, not only if you like keeping track of macros and stuff like that, you also know how you're going to feel every single time Mm -hmm. and how your body responds to it, right? And then you can always adjust and add as needed. If it's different every single time, how are you ever going to figure out what is right for you, right? So I I still think that like... So our meals are for... 99% Ninety-nine percent of the population, right? I'm under no <clears throat> false pretense that like people are going to be eating nothing but my meals all the time. One, that's like financially irresponsible, and like, well, I mean, if you have the money for it, please <laughs> come, but <for> <laughs> go for it. Um, I still think you should like learn to cook, and like, we're a supplement, right? Like I always say, like if you graduate from full and start making meals for yourself, awesome, do it. Like that is the point, With right? The mindset With the too. mindset, um, but um. Yeah, so I wanted to keep it as convenient as free from anxiety for people as possible. Um and then and then I was searching around for methods that like I could connect it to from like a nutritional standpoint, right? Okay. So there's always all these methods around. There's like uh the block method. There's paleo. Uh there's a block like the zone, right? Mm-hmm. There's paleo, there's um
0: the Mediterranean. The, the macro,
1: the Mediterranean. There's this, there's that. And then I went back and did a lot of research. I was like, well, the plate method. It's been around for forever. It's literally the easiest thing, but apparently the hardest thing for people to do in the world. Right? It's like, how do I eat healthy? Easy. Three, four meals a week. Take your plate. Half of it is vegetables. A quarter of it is protein. A quarter of it is carbs i mean i don't really care what carbs it is try to stay away from processed stuff but mm-hmm. you're not going to be eating enough for it to matter uh, as true. long as half your plate is vegetables like how easy is that to do you don't have to count anything i'm not even asking you to do fists and fingers and stuff i us mean, just take a normal size plate and split it in half but as we all know like introducing something simple is very difficult for people to accept they always want to like hottest new thing the best new trend this and that and i mean i think that's just part of human psychology but that's really what we're trying to do with this company is like there is you got to learn to play the long game Mm -hmm. right even the short term like this is like is like the easiest change you can make in your life
0: just think about it because so one thing i always say is nutrition is simple like eating your it is so simple it's not the with slim bells it's not the highest is lowest that is really just food and just knowing how much your body needs and as far as the portion sizes and layout. Um, But again, the society don't look at it, think it has to be some big formula system where you have to Hmm. know this and know that and then it gets overwhelming and then people just, they throw their hands up. And so the idea that this can be simple is kind of, is oxymoron because people think that it should be more complicated. than it is. And it's not. But what you're doing is, you know, you said that the my play theory of half your vegetables and your meats and your carbs, like the creativity piece is a big, mm-hmm. people don't know how yeah. to get creative. But like you say, people think chicken and broccoli and then we're good to go. I'm just going to keep eating that for the next three or four months and you're not having fun, nor are you appreciating your food and um, giving your palate some variety. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I tell people all the time, eating healthy is so fun. Like, I love it. It's just forces you to be creative. So how mm-hmm. you can bring in new things. And so like, I feel like what you're doing with your company, your goal is to not have people depend on you forever because at some point they need to learn how to cook. Right. Yeah. But what it does, it creates so many different varieties and change people's perspective of, Hmm, this is not bland. What spices are in here? He put that with this and it gives them ideas of how they can, it empowers them to mm-hmm. make start making their own meals that are still within the simplicity factor but still, but be able to do it on their own. You exactly. know? And yeah. so it just, again, you think it should be complicated but it don't have to be complicated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I always tell people like, I'm an open book, you want my recipe? Come, it's fine come get it. Like That's pretty cool. you still got to wash your own dishes. That's what's going to deter you from actually making it. But yes, that creativity piece is a big thing, you know. And I always tell people like if you really want to start cooking healthy and want to be creative about it, it's really simple. Have a base design, right? So like what we just talked about the plate, right? Let's just keep it simple. Yep. Chicken, broccoli, white rice. Learn to make your chicken awesome. So pick a spice, Cajun, Indian, I don't know, like whatever you want to mm-hmm. do with it, right? keep that one and then all you have to do is switch out the broccoli put in some kale switch out for spinach okay you got three different meals there or keep your broccoli keep your white rice switch out your grilled chicken for a grilled steak use the same seasoning or use taco seasoning or switch it out for pork or switch it out for fish okay well you've got like eight different meals there right there it's like there not an go. excuse all you have to do is change one thing um but then on the creativity aspect and this is something i i do like to I want to talk about because i think people have the wrong idea and this applies to just like the restaurant industry in general okay is i don't think people understand um and i'm not going to mince words or appreciate the amount of thought and work that goes into creating a menu or like creating a plate of food for you right so we get a lot of complaints um and it's always Just like one complaint and then I explain it and people are like, oh, okay, we get it. Um, Like, okay, Ken, how come you only use like broccoli, um, shredded cabbage, a lot of kale, mm, cauliflower? Like, how come you don't use like green beans and asparagus, string beans, uh, uh, spinach? We don't use spinach. Um, And the reason behind that is uh, I have to think for you in terms of, okay, well, this meal comes in a box some of them you're not going to get to in six days so is that vegetable going to last after i've cooked it for you in that box for six days spinach will not plus spinach turns into like a soggy mess and tastes real tinny if you microwave it so that's the second thing wow will the food microwave kale is a great vegetable it's super resilient it will handle itself well under high heat even in the microwave broccoli you'll still retain that texture that crunchiness You'll still retain the greenness of it when you mm-hmm. put it in the microwave, and it will last six days. So, like wow. a, a lot of intentionality behind the ingredient choices we pick, you know. So, like, why sweet potatoes over white potatoes? Well, white potatoes we have tried to use them, but like, I give you like a crispy potato, right? Mm-hmm. You want to eat it hot, otherwise, it's not good. It doesn't stay crispy, right? Also. The starches within white potatoes tend to become glueier once you. Okay. Um, yes. The lack of a scientific explanation, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but they the starch becomes glueier once you re microwave it. Versus sweet potatoes, it doesn't have that effect. Um, so that's why we use sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes. So much thought behind. So it. there's like a lot of thought behind the ingredients we choose because it needs to one, taste good, right? Always. Uh, obviously, the way we cook it to be healthy. But also, like, it needs to hold well in your fridge. It needs to reheat well and retain all its flavor and texture. So it's not just a simple of, like, okay, well, Ken's being lazy and doesn't want to cook Mm -hmm. any spinach and asparagus. Part of it is also, like, a business decision, right? If I have to cook spinach for 500 meals, we all know, like, you grab a bag of baby spinach... Throw it in your pan. See how much of it is left after you, you you've cooked it. It's so sad. It's like one of the saddest things in life. Like you grab this like huge handful, stick it, it in, like and then all of a sudden it's like in the palm of your hand. <laughs> so obviously, from a business perspective, it's not like cost efficient. But there's more, more that's, to it than that.
0: That's pretty cool. Like, so I was really curious as to what you were gonna say about how to answer those questions, and it just makes so much sense behind like how much thought you put behind it. And and when you, I'm sure when you tell those customers, they're like they're probably even more on board because the fact that you took the time to experiment and know like what's going to be sustainable for them. Like if they're investing in six, uh, six, um, box, six meals, you don't want that fifth and sixth one to go to waste. Like you're exactly. trying to make sure that their food is sustained for their price. You know? So mm-hmm. I think that was like, that's, that's something that, that right there alone is another thing that it stands out because you have thought ahead of that and you're making sure that the quality is not compromised and even a quality in nutrients as well. Mm-hmm. You know, things are not yeah. degrading. Um, and it, again it still tastes good, yeah. you know.
1: And then I will say on top of that like one of the diff- more difficult things that we do um, and which is why most meal companies and actually I can't even think of one that does it, but like if you go look at other meal companies and that's one of the ways that I besides like This is just personally what i did in terms of making sure all the nutrients are the same because it's just easy for me to track and i can become lazy you know i don't have to deal with it it's like my frustration with like eating out or eating from other meal companies is like one thing is this one thing is this one thing is this it's like so many different things Um, but i understand it's hard like if i pair white rice with broccoli with chicken i have to tweak the amount of broccoli and the white rice and the chicken so that the protein in the white rice doesn't overpower the protein so yeah. let, let me walk through it so let's say it's chicken it. white rice and broccoli mm-hmm. all right i first always do the ch- the vegetable because that's what i want you to eat okay it's always at least a cup of that vegetable so there i have to backtrack all right how many carbs are in protein is in that vegetable mm-hmm. okay then next is the carb portion so white rice let's say i put that there then i have to so say a cup of broccoli is like 11 grams of carbs well then we measure out the white rice to account for the other 25 grams of carbs mm-hmm. to make sure we hit the 36 that we say that we're going to hit. Yes, But white rice also has protein in it. And it's got like 4 grams of protein in it or something like that. Maybe maybe 5? It might be a little higher. I, I I don't remember off the top of my head. But then broccoli and white rice have protein. It's up to like 9 grams. Okay, well, so I'm not giving you 28 grams of chicken. I have to give you 20 grams of chicken to, to offset for that. And then there's the whole fat portion through it. Oh my so goodness. it's it's like more complicated than people think and so we take the time to like do that. Obviously it's not perfect. Like we're probably give or take 5 to 10% off. Mm-hmm. But again, like and that's one of the things you and I talk about all the time. It's like if I am 5 to 10% off on your white rice, broccoli, and chicken, you have way more things to worry about, right? <laughs> it's not like I'm 5 to 10% off and feeding you lasagna and pizza. Okay, then you have, like, something to worry about, you know? And it's funny, I was a little harsh on a customer once because, like it that is my business right my business is to make sure i provide you exactly what i say or as close to what i say right especially if you're keeping track of macros and like if you have certain weight loss goals right Mm -hmm. we don't we don't market ourselves or brand ourselves as something that's weight loss right but if you're using our meals to help you do that awesome right i want to be able to help with that so you know he slash c complained like it seemed like there was a little bit more food and i remember i was a little overzealous because like i want my customers to eat well sometimes you know and so i sent her back an email i was like you're not gonna get fat or like but when i thought about i apologized to her i was like you're right you're absolutely right i'm sorry um but then it whole spurned this whole conversation of like okay how do i get it out to just people in general that like look guys if you are within 10 percent and you like to keep track, if you're within 10%, you're doing great. You know, if you're within 20%, like like say like you eat my meals, three meals a week, mm-hmm. six days a week. So that's 18 out of, out of the 21 meals you're gonna eat for the week. And then the other three meals, you eat whatever you want. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. I step back and look at the bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, just look at the bigger picture. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You know, and we talk about this and this is a whole different topic about like not getting to a stage where you don't have to think about what you put in your mouth anymore, that you can just be happy eating it. So like eat that slice of pizza, it's okay. You know, I think more people would benefit from understanding that like uh, nobody got fat from eating one slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. Just like nobody got skinny by eating one salad. True. You know, just like nobody got super ripped by going to the gym one day or got fat by like, missing a session right it's consistency across the board if you are consistent in the long term the results will come obviously with everybody there's varying degrees of Mm -hmm. like if you have certain goals and things like that like and we talk about that a lot of like okay what's your motivation what's your why you know what's your short-term goal what's your long-term goal but i firmly believe that we don't vary by kind we only vary by degree if that makes sense right we don't vary by the kind of like the quality of food that we need to be eating like non-processed like from the earth like Mm -hmm. protein vegetables we don't vary by kind we just only vary by the degree of how much we need to be eating based on what our goals are how big we are how you know and it brings us
0: back to the points where people are not connecting to understanding like what they're putting in their body Mm -hmm. or even taking time to learn what they're putting in their body like the client the customer that you had like she was getting every calorie that she was counting or adding up in her layout counted for something none of it was wasted calories mm-hmm. every calorie her body needed so it was more nutrient dense not calorie dense. and so it's only it's only so far you can go when you're trying to communicate something to a person because everyone's caught in numbers they're caught in numbers they're caught in points they're not really understanding what makes up these numbers, what makes, what are, what is the quality of it? And you know, it's just, it's going to be an ongoing, uh, link of the arms March. Um, but I think the more that we're able to come from different, uh, different parts and be able to speak the same language over time, it'll, it'll help people to start thinking differently, started connecting with their food. I mean, that's why I started this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. let's start to connect because connecting with your food is connected with yourself. Yep. You know, if you, if you can, if you recognize what you're putting in your body makes you physically, it makes you, but it's also a, a representation of you because you chose that food and the idea of what is perfection. First of all, there's no such thing. We need to find balance. So like you said, the pizza, have your pizza, but also have the other thing that, that's good for your body. And if you, you can play that for the long run, that was, that's where change happens. Like you said, it's consistency part, yeah. you know? Um, I have to ask you a few questions. So, if you if you had a moment to where, you know, cause this is coming from your heart, you know, it's coming from your heart and it's not just something that seems cool. So it's a reason why you do all of this. I know some of it was personal, but you know, you have seen how many lives is starting to change. So if you had an opportunity to tell, tell people that follow you, tell your clients, like, what is it that you want for them to take away not not just the fact that what four represent but what do you want for them in their life like it's the reason why you're building this company what do you want for them in the long run for their lives
1: um i mean i think i think i've touched on that in the sense that you know and i've thought about this actually to a great degree recently um and more than anything it's and it was a recent thing that i realized was that like how pervasive food anxiety is in the world right anxiety being anxious like struggling to like make decisions in daily life and to be able to enjoy it just because you're so worried about like food and nutrition and things like that and it shouldn't be that way Mm -mm. you know that's not the intention behind food right with all the great choices we have in st louis itself like i want you to be able to go enjoy that right and at the same time But at the same time, also want you to be able to enjoy the other important things in your life, right? So like you always say, like, food is fuel, Mm -hmm. right? You need food to be able to sustain yourself, to be able to go do the things that matter to you in life. Now, that might be food, but that might be other things, right? Like, food is the great connector. It's where relationships are built, right? A lot of times, like, communities and friendships and other are formed around that, right? And it's, if you have no food anxiety... You understand what consistency means and how to build that long, sustainable lifestyle. Um, Part of what that means is like being able to do the things that you want without restriction and having to think about that. Because I think in this day and age, a lot of people think about it without even realizing it. They're like, oh, do I want to go have that beer with that friend? Not really. I ate kind of like crap today okay Mm -hmm. well let's not think about it that way like how do you get to a stage where like you don't put a morality on food anymore i think that's how i answer your question is like how do we get to a point where people no longer put a morality on food don't feel pressure to eat this or that and they can focus on the things in life that are more important to them and give them the freedom to like be with their kids be with their loved ones Mm -hmm. things like that that's what i want for people and Hopefully, like, that comes across with what we do as a company. So
0: Yeah. Well, I truly believe what you do. I believe life should be lived to its fullest, no pun intended. but <laughs> Absolutely l- <laughs> intended. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. But, like, we need to – it would be good to get to a point to where you, you feel liberated. Mm-hmm. You're not so connected emotionally to certain foods or feeling – certain way whether it's good or bad but understanding what type of relationship you have with food and having to where you are bringing things in that your tongue enjoys but you're mostly bringing things that your body enjoys Mm -hmm. and being able to learn how to dance with that and live a life like say the the food anxiety that's that's like a whole nother like oh when you said that like my heart just started pounding because that's that's what people are doing and they're constantly pressured you know by images or by these diet plans like you have to do it this way so there's this whole anxiety around what we eat and we're taking away from our abilities to live life, you know? So I agree, let's, let's find a way to help people to love themselves, find consistency, start to reconnect their relationship with food to where that anxiety can not be a part of it so much. So Ken, now that you're here, please let us know how we can, if we want to order your foods, how we can find out more about like who you are through the messaging let us know where to find you and how to get a hold of you
1: uh so our website is www.eatful.co so one l and no m so not.com it's the millennial generation what can i say <laughs> um that's a whole different story so eatful.co uh, we're on instagram at uh, eatful e-a-t-f-u-l um no twitter i don't know i don't know how to use twitter um, we have like a YouTube channel, but I've only ever posted one video. So <laughs> I might steal this content and put it on there. Who knows? There you go. Um, but yeah, that's the easiest way. Um, eFull.co, um, what separates us a little bit from the rest of the other meal companies. Uh, and I apologize to those of you for whom this is not convenient, but, um, we're a subscription service. So you pick the, a meal plan that fits for you during okay. the week, anywhere between three to 30 meals. Um, we do have some people who go there. Uh, get up to the 30 it's cheaper once you get up there but um you have five different meal choices then to kind of build your box your meal plan out of uh every week um so you can select if you don't like chicken you just never have to pick the chicken option if you like chicken some people just not order nothing but chicken chicken tikka masala comes up i get people it's like all right we're going all chicken tikka masala (laughs) i'm like all right great that makes my heart happy um and then you pick a location so we don't do home delivery um one logistical nightmare but two i have never liked the idea of putting food into a refrigerated box and then putting it on your door okay like i can't i can't vouch for like i really can't it makes me uncomfortable so we've gone with a method of um pick up locations throughout the city okay um so we actively have partnerships with gyms, uh, two apartment complexes, an office. Uh, I'm going to shout out Celsius cryotherapy because they're awesome and we're good <laughs> friends. Um, and you just go in like, okay. you just order. We drop it off on Sunday, go in the fridge pick it up for so the week. you just
0: download the app you order what you want you decide which location is closer to your where, where you're exactly at, and it is already ready and there for you yeah simple as that so simple oh yeah. my goodness well if you guys are wanting to go to that next stage and want to learn how to eat balanced foods that is creative um, I got Ken here you've heard his story you know his why reason and you know what his goal is to help you to be balanced but also help you to kind of do it on your own moving forward so Ken thank you for coming to be on my podcast show I am Really excited that you came, and I'm hoping that this is still one of the beginning projects that we do moving forward. So, thank you for coming. Well,
1: thank you so much, Rashonda.
0: Yes, and as Ken said, eat full, eat real food. Thank you, guys. Another Dietitian Against Diets. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Now, I hope that you guys appreciate that interview as much as I did with Monica. I've already known her in many different levels. We've worked together in different ways. But the more I, like, learn about her and what she does outside of just watching her on television, it helps me to just appreciate, appreciate her as a person. So thank you, Monica, for coming on to this podcast this afternoon. Um, so as we're getting ready to wrap things up, I want to make sure I um, do a shout-out to one of my bigger um, um, partners within this podcast, um, Ms. Midwest Dairy Council. Um, one thing about Midwest Dairy Council is that I can say as a consumer and as a dietitian, I support their products when it comes to their products, their milk, obviously, and their, um, their cottage cheese, their Greek yogurts, their sour cream, all the different dairy products. I understand the benefits of it. And for me, when I'm in a tight fit and I need something quick and I need something nutritious and I don't want to think about it too fast, I am a big fan of having that string cheese in my back pocket. So it's one of those things where I get the nutritional value from it, but I'm also learning how to really appreciate where everything's come from. So when people hear undeniably dairy and that campaign and what it stands for, it's really to help kind of establish that relationship between consumers and their dairy products as far as where it comes from. So, yes, we know that we can get any of our dairy products out of a store, but we can actually go into a farm and we can see the work that's being put to make sure that the quality is there and that the animals are taken care of to their greatest, which makes the product even more nutritious. Um, So that's one of the things that I recognize with Midwest Dairy. So if you guys want to know more about Midwest Dairy, go to DairyGood.com or go um, look them up on Undeniably Dairy on Instagram. So I also want to give a shout-out to Sarah Food. Sarah food, If you have not heard of this company, they're on an online marketplace food service, food delivery service. But the uniqueness is that all the um, the delivery services are from local chefs in St. Louis. And if you go on to their website, it depends on what cuisine you want, what type of um, diet-friendly meal that you want. You can also pick your um, your chef. You can pick your chef and you pick your cuisine, and it can be delivered to your home. One thing about them is that. I know having with the holidays coming up and having a busy schedule and then being on a budget, sometimes it can get a little tricky on like what's healthy or if it's worth it. Well, I know if you go to Sarah Food, you can go on their um, website and you can take a look at all the different options that they have and take advantage of some of the healthy and nutritious food. And they all have unique flavors as well. So when you go on their website, if you want to try it out, um, if you type in um, promo code love capital L O V E, you would get twenty percent off your first three orders. So go to SarahFood.com, take a look at some of the products, or if you just want to see what they're about, um, they're on Instagram as well. It's Sarah underscore Food, um, and take a look at what they have. I'm sure you'd be very pleased.